You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 132, and we're going to have some fun today. Hi, Thomas Miller back with you again. Thank you for stopping back by. We're going to talk today about a word that came up for me yesterday, and I played with it all day long and just had so much fun and great results that I'm going to share it with you. But first, (laughs) we can't do this without talking about audiobooks. I'm just going to mention real briefly, because we've talked about it a lot lately. So three new books are out. Lives of the Soul. We did a podcast with Fred on that. Are you ready for this one? Love, Sex, and Soulmates. Now, if you're interested in uh, soulmate stuff, and I've talked to a lot of you even in the coaching program, and it seems like everybody I talk to is like, soulmates, oh yeah, I'm interested in that. I want me one of them. Well, <laughs> so, oh golly, I'm just feeling fun and happy today. So the whole soulmate thing, you got to do both books because Lives of the Soul gives you the, uh, let's say, non-physical perspective, the soul perspective of how a soulmate comes to be. So once you understand that, Love, Sex, and Soulmates shows you how to find them, how to spot them, and just the whole earthly connection. And even in Love, Sex, and Soulmates, you'd be surprised. Soulmates often don't show up as romantic partners. And sometimes they can show up as opposites. Ooh, what do I mean by that? Well, you'll just have to get the book and find out. Because, uh, you know, we've talked about the law of polarity, right? And the more I'm growing in this and learning in this and lives of the soul, I know I'm talking about two books interchangeably here. There's lives of the soul and then love, sex, and soulmate. They're separate books. And by the way, if you will just go to freddodsonaudiobooks.com, that's a new site, fairly new site, that I created just to put all of the audiobooks in one place with direct links to Audible and direct links to the samples. So you don't have to go on Audible and start trying to muddle through all of this. Just go to freddodsonaudiobooks.com. And then if you'd like to engage and participate in community, go to Fred Dodson Audiobooks on Facebook and like that page. I've been having fun with that, giving away some audiobooks. You know, we did the Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving in the United States, and it's all kinds of sales all over the place, right? So I just decided let's give away some audiobooks, and we did. We gave away some books through the day, and it was fun. We'll be doing more, but engaging, talking about the different books, putting posts up from some of the various books. So, you know, we've done 18 of these things now. So if you're kind of in that, God, where do I start? Well, start with levels of energy. Actually, go to the website, and it has packages of places to start. How about that? But I'll tell you, just from general interest, these last three are huge because Lives of the Soul talks about what happens After we transcend from the physical realm to the non-physical realm, love, sex, and soulmates. I mean, I don't care if you're in a relationship, not in a relationship, been married for 45 years. That book has material that can help you in your relationship or can help you be comfortable out of a relationship. Because if you're striving for a relationship, unless you're comfortable not in a relationship, you're not going to get a relationship, at least not the one you want. So anyway, uh, let's see. So, yeah, so Lives of the Soul is one. Love, Sex, and Soulmate is another. So back to the law of polarity. Okay, so the law of polarity means there are opposites, right? For hot, there's cold. Now, question, does that exist in the non-physical? I'm going to advocate not. I just listen. I'm, I'm in the middle, actually, of listening to a wonderful program that I'm going to talk about more in the future, that it is offered up that in the infinite realm, 
There is no duality. There is no law of polarity. Everything is just one. And when I put that one through the sniff test, it definitely passes because if you think about God said in the Old Testament, I am that I am. In Buddhism and Hinduism, they teach there is one source, Islam, Allah, the one. So again, comparatively, everybody's talking the same language, just expressing it differently. And I think in these books, Fred uses the term source quite a bit. That is one, one source, one infinity. Interesting question. Could you have infinite infinities? <laughs> I'm not going there. But you get what I'm saying here is that when there is one, you can't have duality. There is no plural. There's no law of polarity. So we create this in the earth school. And I think this is why the law of polarity in our lives is so darn significant because that's our schooling. So we will often create an adversarial relationship with a soul that we have had multiple journeys with, i.e. a soulmate. But in that duality, we're able to work through the issues of the challenge that even grow our soul more. Now, that's just sometimes. I mean, the other part of the time, yes, you can definitely experience uh, romantic relationships with a soulmate that are absolutely phenomenal. And you're not going to be in a relationship on earth and not grow in it and from it. Just period. All right. So that's lives of the soul and love, sex, and soulmate kind of together. The last one is illumination of consciousness. This one has four very powerful techniques. In fact, if you're interested in exercises, I was talking to one of my coaching clients last night. He wanted more exercises. I'm going to have to send him this book. You know, by the way, if you're in the coaching program, you're going to be getting free audiobooks. That's just kind of like comes with the deal because stuff comes up and like, oh, okay, this audiobook addresses that specifically. But yes, illumination of consciousness. I have those four exercises written on a note card and I keep it right up by my computer monitor. And just through the day, I'll stop and do one of the exercises because it's, they are that powerful. So that's Illumination Consciousness. Those are the last three audiobooks. Sorry to go on so long on this, but I just thought that love, sex, and soulmates thing, I get so many questions about that that I just wanted to stop for a minute and tie those two books together because they really are intertwined. And then if you just want some great exercises, then take a look at Illumination of Consciousness. Okay, enough about that. Thank you for listening through it. I'm going to talk now about synchronicities. This is a favorite. You talk about Fred Dodson. This is one of his very favorites. And when I went to the seminar in Hawaii back in February of 2017, we played with synchronicities quite a bit, and it was almost a theme topic of our several days together. But, you know, it's like everything else. You keep going down the road and new stuff comes up and the, and the things that were bright and shiny yesterday aren't so bright and shiny anymore. And this came back to me through my waking up meditation. So I've told you there are two very favorite times of the day, going to sleep and waking up. So this was just in that, you know, that zone when you're just not quite fully awake. And the term synchronicity just came. And right there in that stillness, in that silence, I invited the universe to show me some synchronicities today in a very playful way. And I made sure to say playful way so that it wasn't some kind of negative, not inviting anything negative, just in a very playful and positive way. And synchronicities, plural. I invited more than one. 
Well, this was fun, how this unfolded. I had planned to go skiing and was going with a buddy of mine who is a yogi here and does kundalini yoga. His name is Hemet. That's his spiritual name. His given birth name is Mark, but his spiritual name is Hemet. And we're about the same age and on the same wavelength, and we do things together periodically. And so we had planned to go skiing together. So while I was getting ready, I've been trying to really focus my mind on things that just to totally be absorbing something in the downtime. Like instead of going on Facebook, I'm trying to either listen to some audio recordings, listen to meditations, or watch some YouTube videos that are encouraging. Now, after setting my intention or my invitation to the universe, I did check the email before I got up. Something I would just almost encourage you not to do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Do, like, put that off as long as you can. But this all thread together. So this one was okay. So I checked the email, and from Lilu Mace, do you know who she is? If you don't, you can look her up. She's all over YouTube, does videos all over the world. Lilu's email list had a new video on it, and I clicked on that video and started watching it. It was an interview with a lady in all the places of the world, Sedona, and that caught my attention right there, and then what they were talking about was interesting enough that I stayed with it, and the very last question, so I was making breakfast, getting ready to go ski, kind of watching the clock, because we had decided to get there early and get some of the early runs, so kind of half focusing on the video and getting ready and doing breakfast and whatnot, and the question, Lilu asked the last question, she said, okay, we're going to wrap this up, there's one more th- if there was one other thing that you wanted to tell people what would it be and this interviewee said focus on your subconscious mind <laughs> now why was that a synchronicity well because i've kind of been in the mode here lately of mike dooley's pitches to the universe i've mentioned that before when you're looking for some directional things like make a bunch of pitches to the universe and see which one the universe connects with and hits, and then that's the one that you give your energy to. Mike Dooley attributes that technique to his Tut email list thing that he does, which really launched his career, all came from throwing a bunch of stuff to the wall, and then that one stuck, so he leaned into that one, and then that took off, and the universe had its hand on it. So I've been making a few pitches to the universe. In fact, I've been organizing them on this program called Trello. I don't know if you've used that. It's like a little project management type program. And I think on the one board where I've listed everything, I think there are, I think it's up to like eight or nine different things now. So, I mean, I'm really throwing a lot of stuff against the wall. But how this fits together is synchronicities like what happened there are the signposts of the universe saying, Hey, Thomas, come over here. This is where you need to be. So it's going to be really easy for me to move that subconscious. Well, I've got two subconscious cards on the Trello board that I'm going to move those over to the far left and start giving them more attention for sure. That one was mind-blowing cool, and I wasn't even out of the house yet. And oh, by the way, when you ask for synchronicities, and you remember the podcasts a couple back that I did with Rhonda when we went to Eureka Springs, that was really an intention manifesting synchronicity trip. But there's one key, and that is don't go looking for it. So if you set an intention for a synchronicity like that, then you've got to look the other way. So when the first one showed up, 
I was busy getting ready. I was watching the clock. I was trying to get out the door. If you spend your time thinking, where's the synchronicity? It's got to be here somewhere. Where is it? Where's the synchronicity? Your eyes are just open looking for the synchronicity. It'll be behind you. I promise it will not show itself up. Why? Because when you do that, you are all up in the conscious mind. And again, the more I'm learning and growing and experiencing this, the one thing I'm realizing that is absolutely consistent is that all of this stuff that I've talked about, that Fred talks about, that all these other teachers in this space talk about, do not come from the conscious mind. It comes from the yielding of the conscious mind. That's been the thrust of this coaching program, is working with people to reduce the conscious mind. And even something as silly as fixing breakfast and getting dressed to go skiing can distract your conscious mind just enough to set it aside to where it's not all looking for stuff or, more importantly, trying to find things deliberately, intentionally. That's the conscious mind being the alpha dog. It's in control. So what you do is you set an intention while you're in that sleepy, dreamlike state And then the conscious mind comes along and says, okay, I got this. I'll handle it for you, right? And that's what you have to turn off. So many of us are driven by our conscious mind. It's that thought. It's that you have to speak. You have to say something. You have to do something. You have to take some action. Have you ever watched Fred Dodson's videos? He has long pauses in between thoughts. There's a stillness and a calmness. That's the connection to oneness. It's not about filling every space. It's not having to step on the conversation and pick it up because you've got something to say that came from where? Probably your conscious mind. (laughs) So that's a key. I mean, that's a real key to this is don't please don't say I'm going to look for synchronicities today and then uh, and then go looking for them. You have to turn and look the other way. All right. So the second one happened. Uh, him and I were skiing, and we took this longer chair up, so we had a few minutes to talk. And we were—I t- was telling him about this other program, one of the other cards on the board that his work would fit into quite well. And he and I had had this conversation before, but he's getting ready to join our Aspen Toastmasters Club and be a part of that. Some of this ripples down from the Toastmasters thing, so we were just having this conversation. We were riding up the chair, and we'd had a good morning so far, and. He said, you know, this conversation, this whole conversation is such a synchronicity for me because, and then he went on to talk about what he had been working on. And I just about fell out of, we didn't have the bar down on the chair. I probably would have fallen to the ground. And I started laughing. I started laughing. He was like, what are you laughing? And I had to explain myself. But then he got a big kick out of it and realized that, again, the hand of the universe was on our shoulders. And that's the really cool thing about all of this is that you realize when these synchronicities show up and you think you're out there doing this all by yourself and it's so lonely sometimes. And, you know, it's just like you feel like you're beating your head against the wall that when you invite the universe into your life and you open up and then you look the other way and let the universe surprise you and you realize that hand, that hand of divine oneness is right there on your shoulder all the time. And you just, all you can do is just say, wow. Well, the universe wasn't through. (laughs) I'm going to shorten these up because we got to go here. But 
Coming back from skiing, I've got this contraption on the back of my bike. I've got one of these fat tire bicycles, and the reason I do is because you can ride them anywhere. So you can inflate the tires and ride them on the beach, and you can deflate the tires and literally ride on ice. So I have that, and then on the back you can mount this uh, pipe. It's like a PVC pipe, and you can throw your skis in there and use it as a ski carrier. People up here do it a lot. Well, I had done the, you know, found the pipe and got the thing mounted back there, but I didn't have it mounted correctly. I mean, my son got the engineering gene. I can talk into a microphone. He can't. I can't design a damn bicycle carrier. Well, thank goodness the universe can and was there to show me how. Because on the way back home, while I was kind of praying that my little contraption would get me back home until I could fix it one more time, here, go, here rides a guy by going the other direction. And he has a tube on the back of his bike, and I caught just enough of a glimpse of his tube to see how he had it mounted. So now after a trip back to the hardware store, hopefully this problem will be solved. <laughs> I sure hope so. And what was funny about that one is I didn't even recognize it as a synchronicity until I was waking up this morning and reflecting on the synchronicities of yesterday and actually saying thanks and expressing gratitude to the universe for showing me those signs. And then there was like this little knock on the door and it said, uh, you missed one. We showed you another one that you didn't even catch. So I grabbed my phone real quick and no, I didn't look at any of the stuff that was on it. I went straight to the notes thing and I immediately captured that third synchronicity because in the fog of just waking up, you don't want to lose it. So as I was making my list, I realized there were two more as I went through the day. And one was a personal thing that I won't go into. And then the last was during a coaching call yesterday where this particular person I've been working with for a little while now, and we've become really close and connected through the coaching program, that he had picked up Fear Busters, the book that I wrote two years ago, and was just going on and on and on about how great it was and how easy it was to understand and how it was kind of a bridge between like Fred's technical explanations of things. And, and he just went on and on. And I was so flattered and honored and thankful for his accolades about the book. And again, one of the things that I'd been buzzing around in the back of my mind was, should I do another book? And that pretty much answered that one. So, wow, what a day of synchronicities it was. And this morning, the only space I could be in is wonderment and gratitude. So as you think about this and process it and put it to work, let me invite you to play with synchronicity. So the first thing you do is invite it from the universe. Just follow the process you've heard over the last 20 minutes. Invite from the universe, look the other way, and then when they show up, capture them so that you remember them because our darn little pea brains are so quick to just get on with the next thing. And then finally, and most importantly of all, give thanks. When the universe answers, you give thanks. You express your acknowledgement that you received the answer to your request. And then more than giving thanks, as in thank you for showing me the synchronicities, no, you, you enter literally an emotion of gratitude where you are pouring out your heart in thanks. And you stay in that space like I'm still in it right now. I'm still so grateful for what happened yesterday. Because when you express that emotion, 
then the next time that you ask for something, the universe is going to be much more willing to give you something that you'll be grateful for. That vibration is a big one. So I would really invite you over the next few days to play with these things. And if you get something that shows up like this, would you send me an email at thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com? Because I'd like to accumulate these and share them down the road. So be as descriptive as you can in the time that you have available. Or if you'd rather, just create a little audio thing and email the, email the audio to me. And I can just listen to it. But I'd love to hear your stories as well. Thank you so much for listening to this one. I really hope that you'll go play with this and have fun. And pick up the audiobooks. I know you're all interested in the relationship piece Connect the soul piece with that, and man, you've got an understanding that you just have ne- It really is. that Those two will open your eyes to some stuff that you haven't seen or heard before, at least connecting them together. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.